Hey everybody, it's Michael Rosso. Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. I got to the studio a few minutes early because we had some breaking news. If you remember last episode... Last episode. We reported that correspondent Vivian Lee was conducting an interview with Louise Contino about the Picturing Juan TT project. This was a project in Uganda, Africa, where the FPP has donated cameras, film, to teach film photography in that village. So before we start the show, and by the way, we have a really great show today. The whole gang is here. Get yourself ready. But before we begin, I really want to roll in this awesome interview. Thanks to all involved. We'll keep you posted throughout the year on the project. And let's roll in the interview. I'm speaking to Louise Contino from New York about a project she will soon be embarking in Uganda, which uses film photography to help benefit a local community. Hello, Louise, and welcome to the Film Photography Podcast. Hello. How would you describe yourself? Are you a photographer or an artist? I suppose I would describe myself as a photographer at the beginning of her career. So I studied photography and geography at the University of Vermont, and I have been working on about five projects since then. So it's really just emerging for me, and I'm a, a little nervous about describing myself as an artist or a photographer because, of course, it takes about 10 years to really get established, I think. Can you tell us a bit about the project that you're working on? I am traveling to Uganda in conjunction with Spark Microgrants and BESO, which are two nonprofits that fund social impact projects that are going to improve the community as a whole. And I'm very interested in education. And so I'm going to be telling the story in a community in Wantiti of a collective of 80 mothers who have built a school through a sh- on a shoestring budget, really, that was funded by Spark Microgrants in 2010. I'll be traveling there to work with the people in the school and form a photography club of sorts or a photography collective. Thanks to the Film Photography Project, I'm bringing 15 cameras with me and 150 rolls of film. I'll be uh, collaboratively constructing a photo essay about the work they've done to build this school and how it's impacted their lives. So it's a remote village in Uganda called Wantiti. Yes. Yeah, it's a remote village that's about two hours away from the city that I'll be living in, Kampala. So I'll travel there two to three times a week with Aaron Bukenya, my host, who is the director of FESO. And he grew up in this village and was the first person to ever get an education, left, got a college degree, and now has come back to his village as the executive director of a nonprofit in the very business of building schools in the area that he grew up in. So how did it all begin? How did you know this guy and how did you hear about this village? I went to college with Sasha Fisher, who is the executive director of Spark Microgrants, and she's one of my dearest friends whom I admire the most. And she's gone on in 2010 to found Spark Microgrants. So I've watched her grow from critiquing international development and having a lot of long critical conversations about aid work to then taking that critique and founding her own organization in response to that. And so I really want to help Spark Microgrants and that's where the project began. I've known for a long time that I wanted to travel to Africa, that I really wanted to be on the ground in a developing country and experience firsthand what poverty really looks like, what it feels like, what it smells like. That's why I'm going. And then I realized the best way that I could help this organization was through photography because we can't really expect organizations to grow if they don't tell their story. The story needs to be known. And that's where I come in, is to go there and tell the story. And and so I've decided that that's the best way I can increase their fundraising capabilities is to create really good media for them that's compelling and tells a strong narrative that really exemplifies through one in-depth story, the work that they do in over 50 communities in East Africa. 
You're going there as a documentary photographer to raise awareness for them. Yeah, exactly. Is that the main goal of the project or are there any other ones? That would be what I hope to give these organizations that I believe in and that are bringing me into this community so that I may work as a photographer. But of course, I know that at the same time, my work as a photographer and the story is going to transform and grow and expand in so many ways that I can't even really, I can't even anticipate until I get there and experience it on the ground. My goals as a photographer are just to create a really compelling and strong narrative of images that are going to force people to ask critical questions. I want to do environmental portraiture work. That's my intention, along with just a photo essay documenting what the community looks like, what the school looks like, who's integral, and, and things like that. The main focus of my work as a photographer will be environmental portraiture. Of course, my goal is to just make really beautiful, compelling images. You said before that you really wanted to smell the poverty. Have you ever had that experience, or was this the first time you've done something like this? I've traveled for two months in Ecuador before, which is a much richer country than Uganda, although it does have poverty in undeveloped areas, very rural areas. This will certainly be the first time that I've really gone to live in another country. I'll be there for four months. So it might be quite a shock when you arrive. I, I mean, of course it will be. I'm thrilled, though. I'm very prepared for this trip. I've been thinking about it for a year and a half now and putting a lot of preparations into it. I know that there are things that I can't really anticipate. I just need to experience them and go there and see for myself. I feel pretty emotionally prepared for it. I'm excited and I know it's going to be hard, but I also know it's going to be really beautiful. And that's my intention with the trip is to create work that's very positive and uplifting and connects us to a community to just see their own humanity and to feel just a, a brotherhood or a connection of sorts with my subjects rather than to feel pity and despair and sadness about the struggles that they certainly do have. I want to tell a positive story and I want to create a positive experience for myself and the people that I'm working with. And that's why I'm bringing cameras with me. I want to tell a different story that's not, you know, so focused in the gloom and dismay of the developing world. And so in order to construct that, I really want to empower my subjects to feel that their voices are heard. And that's why I'm giving them, asking them to take pictures themselves. And we're going to collaboratively create a narrative rather than it being a more traditional subject photographer relationship. As well as being a documentary photographer, which is telling a story, but still from your voice, you are going to give these people cameras so they can tell their story, hopefully from their point of view. Exactly. And, and blur the line a little bit between subject and photographer. Let's talk about this logistics of how you're going to deliver these cameras and things. What some of the challenges and resources that you face and or need? The biggest concern that I have is I'm self-financing this trip. The biggest challenge that I'll have will be securing enough funds along the way to keep this project going. You know, not having to cut any corners or cut short anything that I want to do while I'm there, but have enough money to finance everything. Because certainly I can't rely on the limited resources of the organization that's hosting me. They've already done so much and been so generous to give me lodging and a safe place to stay while I'm there. So any photography work that we're doing in the community, I'm going to need to be financing myself. And so that's one challenge is running out of funds. The second challenge is teaching photography in a really remote setting. Luckily, I have access to a car while I'm there. So what will happen on the day-to-day -day basis is one day a week, 
I'll travel to the village and we'll have a photography class and I'll bring the cameras in the car with me. There'll be about 15 participants in it and each person will have their camera that's a gift that I'll give them and will be assigned to them. And I'll pass out film and we'll walk around the community and shoot a roll of film together and talk about light and composition and, you know, really using the frame to your advantage. And then I'll have to go back to Kampala with the film and get it developed. That's That will be the challenge is getting working with, there's no electricity in the village and so I'll be coming back to Kampala to do printing to make contact prints. I am actually planning on developing the film in the village just with a very basic setup in a dark changing bag like a five reel tank and shaking the chemicals myself because I think that's a really important and magical part of photography is watching the film appear on the negative, you know, and then seeing these images that you have in your mind that you've taken, then they're so tiny on the negative. It's a really magical experience. And I want to share that with the participants. So we'll develop the film ourselves. And then I'll go back and make a contact print and bring that back and show them their pictures. And they'll use a red pencil and decide in the traditional way from the contact sheet, which picture they want to print. But then it's going to be a matter of can I logistically figure out how to get 15 people to Kampala all at once to print in a dark room there? Can I get access to a dark room there or am I going to need to wait and do the printing myself when I return to the International Center for Photography in New York where I where I work and study. So I guess you have to wait till you get there to work out the details of the logistics. Some of the details need to be developed once I have a better grip on the country and how things work there. I know of a couple labs in Uganda that I've made contact with but the plan is for me to just once I'm on the ground go and introduce myself and talk to them. It's been difficult to communicate from New York City. So, yeah, it's a bit of a, a throwing caution to the wind and just being open to what happens and, and rolling with it, you know, going with the flow. So at least you anticipate that you can take photographs with them, which is relatively straightforward. And then it's the processing, but more the printing that's going to be an issue, right? Yeah, the printing is what will be difficult. And so it's a little unanswered right now, although I know that I can do the printing myself easily. I work in a lab here in New York City, so I have access to that, and that may be what has to happen. However, that's not ideal. Of course, the ideal would be to figure out a way to do the printing in Kampala with my subjects, because that's also such an enjoyable and beautiful part of the process of make, you know, obviously making an image. Part of your role as a photography teacher to teach the children how to take photographs. How many of them would that be and what kind of age range would they be? Well, just be children. My intention on a more local level, beyond just telling the story of the organization, photography will be a really empowering experience for my subjects and it will give them new expressive tools to really critically look at what they've accomplished, what they've done, what they still need to accomplish, what's working best and least at the New York Junior School. It's the school that they've built. I'll be working with mixed ages. I intentionally don't want to just be a group of children or just be a group of adults. I want to have a representation as diverse as possible in the photo collective. So there'll be about five students that go to the school that are going to be age 12 or above. Maybe 10. We'll see. But I think that that will be the best age range, 12 to 15 or 10 to 15. I'll work with this young adults and then there'll be about three mothers and two fathers, a teacher and an elder in the mix. So that's a total of about 15 people. I have access to 20 cameras, but I think that it will be too difficult to teach and keep things. In my experience as a teacher, it will, it's easier to work with a smaller class size. 
So you've done some teaching before then? Not so much with adults, but lots with children. I've taught theater and I've taught like a ecology-based after-school program and have been a trip leader for a long time, taking groups of children on long trips, backpacking trips into the wilderness, which is experiential teaching at its best. So it's not just about photography. I'm a teaching assistant at the International Center for Photography, but I have uh, taught mostly other things. Part of what these people will be shooting with will be cameras from the Film Photography Project. Are they going to be easy to use? What sort of cameras have you got? Mm-hmm. Yes, thanks to Michael Rosso and Paige Davis and everyone else at the Film Photography Project, I've been sent 15 cameras, mostly their Pentax, which is a really classic, great 35mm film camera. Along with that is a Canon film camera. And so it's a very basic setup. That that's what I love about film cameras. They're very simple instruments to use. The mechanical process is relatively straightforward. There will be some problems of translation. I have a translator. Not everyone in the village will speak English. And so that will be an interesting experience, conveying the concept of photography. Hopefully it won't get lost in translation. I, I doubt that we'll have any problem with that because I think showing how the film gets loaded, closed, it's relatively simple. Well, it's a very practical, hands-on thing, exactly. which is yeah. a good thing. And then the rows of film. So you'll be using black and white in the beginning, right? Well, we do have some color film as well, because I think that that's a really fun, both black and white and color. I shoot in both myself as a photographer, and so I wanted to give the photo collective the opportunity to shoot in both. The black and white is what we'll be developing ourselves, and as they learn more about photography and become more proficient as image makers, then we'll start shooting some color film, and I'll just bring the film to Kampala to process. We'll make at least small prints, certainly, of their work for them to keep, just four by six prints at a basic lab. I'll pay to get the film process for them just so that they can see, and the prints process, just so that they're able to see their images and have hard copies of the prints to keep when I leave. And they'll be able to keep all of the cameras as a gift. And hopefully I can inspire at least one of them really love photography and be, and continue the hobby. Why did you choose film as the medium for your project? Definitely chose film because it's best, right? <laughs> it's much better than digital photography. Although I know if you have the money, you can certainly afford digital equipment that can create an image as high of quality as film. That's debatable, but I, I definitely think that basic digital photography has its limitations. Film, you know, automatically I just know it has great resolution. The images are beautiful. You can create really high quality professional work on a very low budget. That's definitely the first reason. The second reason is I think it's a, a much easier way to understand the concepts of photography. I didn't want to bring just a point-and-shoot camera because that doesn't allow enough creative control for the subjects. You know, with an analog camera, they're going to be able to learn about ISO and shutter and aperture and depth of field. And really controlling a shot, we'll be working through those concepts every week together in our photo meetings. And so it gave me a lot more room to teach. A basic camera, I mean, if I'd been able to get digital DSLRs, maybe that would be another story. But then that, to me, brings up the problem of jealousy and cost. Furthermore, there's no electricity in the village, so that's really the simplest and most straightforward issue is that with a digital camera, there's no way to sustain it. Why did you think digital camera would bring out an issue of jealousy? Oh, because, you know, electronics are highly sought after, and in this community, they are very poor. They don't have a lot of resources, and so I didn't want to introduce something that I felt that it was a little unfair to only give 15 people from the village, you know, this highly desired digital object. It's very newfangled and fancy. I felt that the 
cameras, the film cameras are a little bit more discreet. Do you think they've ever used a film camera before? No, I don't. So that might in itself cause jealousy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it will, and that problem will be resolved as we work through it as a community. That's one of the things that I'm thrilled about with my project is I'm not going in just alone as a photographer. I'm going in affiliated with an organization that's already built amazing amount of trust with the community and is led by a man who grew up in the community. I trust that through Aaron, he will support me working through some of those issues if they do arise. Mostly, I think it'll be really magical for them and very exciting, and everyone will want to get their hands on it. And so it may be we have 20 cameras, lots of people take turns getting to use them, and there's a core group of people that I work with weekly. Yeah, I think that you're going to find that they'll probably share their resources with、mm-hmm. each other. I, I think so too. A big part of this project is you're going to be self-funding it. How are you going to support yourself through the four months? And longer for the project itself. Four months is only the time that you're there. Are you fully funded, or are you still campaigning for funding? I'm certainly still campaigning for funding. Actually, I just launched a Kickstarter campaign in order to crowdsource some money, and I believe that link will be available in this interview. And so that's one way that I'm hoping to gain some money to just cover some of the last basic logistics of the trip and equipment costs before I leave. And then once I have images, it's going to be much easier to fund this project. I know of a lot of grants and organizations that would like to support work that's aiming for social justice in the way that mine is. And so I'm planning on applying for some of these grants through the Photocrati Fund and a few others. But I'm not quite sure how how we're going to fund it all. I just know when there's a will, there's a way, and I'm going to keep going one step at a time. And I really know that I need to go there and. Be on the ground for four months. I've raised enough money just through working hard and saving my money to be there. And once I have images, then I'll be able to drive this project further. Let's talk about timescale. When you say four months, we're speaking in the beginning of 2014 at the moment. When will you be starting? What's、yes. your plan? Yes, I'm leaving very soon. I leave on February 3rd from New York City, and I'll return to New York City on June 10th. And so, when I return, actually, my plan is to just pick up a summer job that will cover my basic expenses when I get back, and will give me enough time to breathe and finish processing this work. And then in the fall, there will be a big gala and fundraising event for Spark Microgrants that will feature my images. They'll be auctioned off as a fundraiser. At that point, as the artist, I'll take some portion to recover my expenses. Expenses of printing. The rest will go to the organization. During this time that you're away, from February to June, will you be posting any of your images online or anything? Will you be, say, blogging about your subject? How would someone keep in touch with your project? Absolutely. Yeah, I have a research blog,、uh, which I call Log Drive. That's. A bit of an inside joke in my own mind. I grew up in Maine, and I think of my mind as having like a river of logs flowing down it. And so, <laughs> sometimes logs get jammed, and the blog is to help it release and flow. You can follow the research blog to see artists that I'm inspired by, what, how my project's developing, what my thoughts are, and I'll be blogging on that way. And then I'll be uploading the pictures and the work to my artist website on louisecontino.com. If anybody is curious about your project, go and check it out and look at her Kickstarter. Page which should be in the show notes. When you return in June, you'll be busy printing and preparing for an exhibition. How are you going to ensure the maximum impact of your work to make the most out of the time that you spent in Uganda and for the charity that you're working for? I think that the, it will be really important to network and plan this gala event as the the launching of the printed images. And if I can raise six thousand more dollars, I'll be able to make a print run. There will be a photo book. Also include transcribed interviews because I'll be recording my own 
podcasts of sorts with my subjects, recording oral histories and stories and interviews. So the book can include transcriptions of that alongside the photographs that I take and also were taken by the photo collective to tell the story of the Wantiti village and the school that they built. And then hopefully that could be used as and increase the print run as needed for the organization to pass out as a fundraising tool and to thank their donors, etc. And that would be a really great printed material that they can use for publicity. Now the images will then, this is a gift that I'm giving to my friend Sasha's organization, Spark Microgrants, and to Beso, my hosts. So they'll receive the documentation of the project free of cost and can use them on their website to increase their media presence. That sounds like you've really actually got this quite well planned, even though you haven't micro-planned everything because you can't until you go there and see what the place is like. That sounds really exciting, and you're very brave for doing it. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> A bit scared, quite maybe. Quite undertaking. We wish you loads and loads of luck. Thank and you, I think when you arrive, it's going to be great. You've learned so much. Exactly. And that's at the bottom line. That's really why I'm doing this is because I can recognize that this is going to change my life for the better forever and going to give my life a lot more direction, really just expand my mind and open my heart. And at the end of the day, that's all I can really ask from the experience. And you can do it via film photography. Exactly. Which is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited to teach everyone about the magic of photography. Thank you, Louise. And hopefully you'll let FPP catch up with you when you get back. I'd love to. Thanks very much. Hey, it's Mike. I want to thank Vivian Lee for the awesome interview. Louise for being for being awesome and undertaking this project. Best of luck to her. We're going to start the show right after this. Now you can discover the colors of Coda Color Gold, a new film that captures natural color with new generation technology, giving more accurate, more realistic colors than you've ever seen before. A film that brings color to life and life to color. So when you've a moment to remember, take it easy and discover the colors of Coda Color Gold. Hey, it's Mike Rosso. This is the Film Photography Podcast, the internet radio show for people who love to shoot film. This is FPP 96, February 1st, 2014. To my left, Mr. Mark Dalzell. Hello. To his left, Ms. Leslie Lazenby. I Hello. called you. What did I call you last time? Uh, oh, Leslie Lauren B. Lauren B. Lauren Bagel. And then Leslie Lens Baby. Lauren Leslie B. Anyway, hello, everyone. To Leslie's left is Mr. Dane Johnson. Hello. To Dane's left is Mr. John Fideli. Super amazing. And off yonder, fixing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. He's making a survival tent. This is Mr. Matt Mirage. That's the biggest light. Uh, Incredible! On, a, on next show, we're going to talk about what he's doing. He's setting up. What is that called, Matt? It's a four by six softbox. Four wow. by six softbox. Sure, light John, you're familiar with all that stuff. Oh yeah. Used to set that stuff up all the time all for the time. like. Uh, oh yeah. Playmate of the Apes, Lord of the G Strings. Yeah, all the classic films. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> Tons Shot of on sixteen millimeter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not Aerochrome though. No. No. No, no need. No. That would have no. been crazy. No. We could have no. seg- done segments in the in the forest. <gasps> yeah, that would have been great. Like, if one of the characters had a special goggles, when they put that goggle on, yeah. everything was in infrared. Yeah, that There's going to be a sequel. First things first, you know, I'm loading my camera. This is my mm-hmm. on-set camera Da-dee, with a roll of Fujifilm. And I have to tell you, uh, you know, I, I, 
I don't talk about Fujifilm that much, and I really should because it's a fine line of film. And this especially, it's it's called Pro 400H. Mm-hmm. And Pro 400H, like the tones of it are different than your Portrait 400, are different than your Fuji Superior 400, are different than your Kodak Gold 400. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Leslie? I would agree. It has a very unique, different kind of look. It does, but then Fuji does over Kodak, does over Agva. They all have their palette. They do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's a really kind of nice... It's a very skin-friendly palette. Yeah. Mm. Which is nice. It is. Oh, my. I'm loading it into a uh, Canon EOS camera. Yeah. And it's one of the EOSes that when you put it in... Here we go. Listen. <laughs> it sucks in the whole roll. All mm-hmm. the way. She's taking yep. one long yep. picture right now. And then yes, it exactly. counts backwards. It's the greatest sprite yep. ever seen. Yeah, so, it's a great cool. idea. I lent Wait. a Canon EOS to a friend of mine. Uh, I lent you an EOS as well. <laughs> yeah, after and my whole vacation. This young man was not familiar with film cameras, so midway through he kept opening the back, <laughs> checking uh, to see if film. Uh, he just didn't know. Here is a package from our good friend. Weldon Pops. Weldon. 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 Uh, John, you may re- remember Weldon. He's the gent who used to work on Ren and Stimpy. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, Weldon, uh, Matt Marash. It's his favorite animated uh, show. Just uh, for future reference when you send packages. Right. Well, he sent us, remember the huge uh, uh, ink, uh, what do you call those? Uh, lithographs. Lithographs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's it. Uh, in this box is... Whoa, lots of stuff. Uh, Whoa, look at that. Wait, 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 wait. Focusing. Oh, my God. Hope there's a toothbrush wow. in there, too. Dark chocolate Tim Tams. Wow. These are fantastic. Never. Strawberry. Dark, Dark chocolate. chocolate Tim Tams. There's a Char- Chocolate noir. Ooh. And For the note. sophisticated palate. There's a note. Dear FP peers, Weldon Pops here. It says <laughs> it's P-O-A-P-S-E. Pops. Pops. Like Pops. Yeah, like Pops. Hey, Pops. Like Boston Pops. I wrote you in the summer. I sent you the prints and tickets. Yes. What tickets? There were ticket art things in Oh, there. yes, there were. Mm-hmm. I promised Tim Tams when it was not so hot. Mm. Yeah. Is that thing doing okay there? Yep, yep. <laughs> what was it doing? It was rewinding. It was rewinding. Let it rewind. Well, no, because I want to do double exposures, and so I pull oh. the battery out while it's rewinding, and then you put it back in. Get out. Yeah. It doesn't know what to do then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How did oh, it know? Only from the mind of Olympus. <laughs> it knew. It's uh, Dane, of course, is the original FPP king of the mods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the mod of like pulling back. <laughs> I am the dark chocolate. Sorry. Please spread them around so everyone gets a bite. I ordered five packs of 3000B. What's I that? guess from the FPP store. Film. Oh, I thought it was a different kind of Tim Tam. <laughs> Tim Tam. <laughs> oh, the 3000B. Those are the black and white cookies. He says, I am grief stricken to hear that Fuji is calling it quits on the FP 3000B. Yeah. Uh, let's do a quick uh, round the table here. Uh, what do you guys, any thoughts on the, the end of FP3000B, Mark? Ooh. They're uh, very disappointed. That was my favorite film stock yep. of all time. And I feel like my, collect, my collection of Fuji, or my collection of pack cameras is about to plummet in value. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that worries me too. <laughs> that does. I, I just, uh, you know, when, if 100 goes, we, we've got a bunch of boat anchors. And I love using those cameras mm. constantly. Yeah. I used more color than I did black and white, but that hasn't always been the case. So it is sad and a little uh, concerning. Is this the future? Keep shooting. Dane, mm-hmm. <laughs> FP3000B, you can speak for yourself and on behalf of Joseph. Oh, yeah. 
He was bummed. He I was? said, yeah, by the way, they're not making any movies. No. So Just in, like that. insert Joseph <laughs> sound effect there. Come to Coney Island. Come see the Freak Show. We got new parade. Benny and the Jets. Ain't gonna shoot now. Can't do no three thousand now. He's uh. Sound effect. Ain't no train going downtown. Leslie's pulling back. Anyone on the A? Getting on the A. John. What? FP three thousand B. I never shot with it. Okay, great. Next, I have one it's your fault. These are. Uh, I want to hand out some. Not everyone got one, so take it easy. Uh, Matt got one. Uh, uh, Mark will read on behalf of Matt because Matt's off mic. John got one. Oh, yeah? Leslie got one. And this is from our good friend Jimages. Oh yeah. Oh, oh. he's the best. Jim Austin. What, uh, dear Matt? What does it say? It said, "Yo, enjoyed your showing and telling about models." A pug and large format events on the shoe. Most of all, your enthusiasm is great for the FPP listeners. Congrats on your new filled camera. Film? Is that film? Filled? Looks like it has a D on the end. Filed camera. What did you get, Matt? Takahara, the yeah, field. <laughs> field camera. Congratulations uh, field. on your new field camera. <laughs> Excited for your next art show. Best to Lauren, too. He, he was obviously writing this on a rocking boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somewhere beautiful, too. I'm sure. Uh, Jim Austin, of course, is our photographer friend who is on uh, Salty Paws, boat. Mm. Lives on a boat. Yeah. And he also uh, believes in slow photography. What does your note say? My note says, Leslie. <laughs> really? No. Great. You got it right. <sighs> yes, you may. He says, uh, Hi. Your conversational presence and knowledge of sacrifices of history cameras and film always boosts the quality of the podcast. Best with your mansion holiday events and with Imagine That and with your uh, imaginative uses of polypan and other visions you share on Flickr. Jim Images. You got a mention? Wow. Mine says, hey. Hey, thanks for your observant, supportive comments on Flickr. I do like the portraits of kids, yours and others, Mm. that you make and show on your Flickr stream. Also like the music you are doing. Would love to hear more on the podcast. Mike, you keep us smiling with your awesome banter on FPP, but what I also like is how you ask questions to help new and emerging photographers understand the topics discussed. All the best, Jim and Jiz. Uh, Jim says, oh, he's, and on my note, he says, uh, film, film lives, best of all, Ollie, how wonderful. Jimages in two Flickr groups. I did not know. I don't know if I'm part of these groups. I'll have to find them. In Flickr, Flickr.com, Boken, Smooth and Silky. Mm-hmm. Be, you're in that one? <clears throat> no. B-O-K-E-H, Bokeh, Smooth and Silky. Hey, man. Uh, Lance, uh, Lance from Belgium, his site, Laboratory.com. How do you pronounce that? <laughs> Laboratoire. You were right. And you are correct. I know. I told you that. <laughs> he spelled it phonetically. You were right. He's Laboratoire. Canadian. Of course he would yeah, know that. French. Yeah. It is. That's French for laboratory. It means beautiful laboratory. <laughs> it's French for laboratory. <laughs> what? It's French for the pisser. <laughs> uh, anyhow, Boken, Smooth and Silky, and the Flickr Slow Photography Group. And of course, you can find them at Jimages, J I M A G E S dot com. Our good friend Jim Austin. Thank you. Takes Have a awesome portraits year, Jim. and uh, awesome photos from his boat. It's yeah. just amazing. Uh, our good friend uh, Bill Lowy, uh, Blowy on Flickr. <laughs> really? Oh, really? 
Bill. It never occurred to me his name was Bill Lowy. I always, oh, I have, Bill Lowy. When I read it, I always think Blowy when I see it. Everyone, so does everyone else. <laughs> Bill, you may want to think about changing your Flickr name. <laughs> Sorry about that, Blow. So you're not just like, hey. He sent us the most awesome Christmas card. Uh, he made a comic book of his whole mm, year. Huh. Wow. Yeah, want to check this out, John? That's, that's a great idea. I'm stealing that. That's yeah. That's way better than the usual so Christmas too. letter we get he also from sent this one my too. Aunt. Isn't that cool? Mm. So it's it's like his adventures. What were some mm. of the adventures of uh, Blowy? Oh, they went to <laughs> Bill Lowy. St. Thomas. Oh yeah. Uh, at the Film Photography Podcast Workshop in Finley, Ohio. Meanwhile, back in St. Thomas, Crockett. This is a, this is a Christmas uh, like yeah, a New Year's great. card, but yeah. he he made a point of writing on the front that the picture was taken with Hawkeye. Hawkeye color, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bill and Lynn Lowy, I want to thank you for something that really is awesome. Yeah. Uh, this, we're going to talk about this. I want everyone Very to get an cool. eyeball. This is a Mad Magazine parody of a photography magazine. I remember Really? That. I remember yeah, that really from back awesome. in the day. I definitely want to read that. Uh, hey, we have a letter from... <laughs> Pearl versus Schmo. Hey, uh, real quick, let's... Uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're like, you know, leading off the year, but we're already into February here, guys. Yeah. Oh, we need no. to let everyone know... We have some some new um, categories. Yeah. Yes, um, we want to have um, you guys. We need, we need bumpers. bumpers, like five second bumpers for each category. So if it's like oldies but goodies, it'd be like a doo wop thing. It'd be like. Joe's gonna sound great on that. It's a god awful light. Where's the salsa? Ain't no judge. My favorite flicker, like my favorite flicker. Well, you're coming Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. You walk us through. Sounds like you got the vocals already. How about camera spotlight? Camera spotlight. 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 Camera spotlight. Darkroom tips. The LF report. Film stock of the week. All right, so here are some possible categories. You didn't use any. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. One thing at a time. So these are the John. John. What? Okay. Uh, point and shoot showcase. Mm-hmm. Polaroid film corner. Film corner. The LF report, large format. The LF report. Large format. <laughs> Dark room the, tips. The fake helicopter. Dark room tips. And now the LF report. <laughs> tips from the dark Camera room. spotlight. Camera spotlight. What's new in the FPP online store? What's new in the FPP online store? Listener letters. Listener letters. Book of the month. Book of the month. Film stock of the week. Film stock of the week. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? <laughs> Lower John's mic. My favorite flicker. <laughs> oh, my favorite flicker. Accessorize with accessories. Accessorize? What? Accessorize with accessories. Oldies but uh, goodies. All these but goodies. How about holy sheesh, aka say what? Holy sheesh, sheesh. What? say what? And those are some categories. Mark sent an email. These are uh, Mark's uh, proposed categories yes. for oh, 2014. Okay. Uh, John's hot tub hunks. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Applesauce of the month. Well, I love yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Hour of silence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Great film lab technicians of the 20th century. Oh, Where are they now? Sam Tussing. That actually would you? be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Name that shutter squeak. Oh, I got, that I would be that. a good I'd be one. good at that one. I got that, that would be a real good one. The best, butter or not butter. <laughs> butter. We're looking at uh, a package. I think, is that it right on top? Owen Kelly, oh. Mr. Owen Kelly. 
You step to the front, please. Oh, no, that box is from Fragile. Uh, our good friend Owen Kelly. We're, this section is now our listener letters. <laughs> Owen says, Dear, Hey, fellas. It took a few months, but I finally got these cameras out to you. And to make up for the wait, I've included a few extras. Super Deluxe Plastic Camera Transport System. What? Uh, a Swedish gas mask bag. What? That's oh, for John. Where's the gas mask? Well, you own a gas mask, so you have I that. Can, I can't oh. find it. <laughs> a Morgan and Morgan darkroom book recipes. What? Here's the here's the greatest oh, thing. Cool. Popular photo monotony from a '70s issue of Madden. I guess in the '70s they would come out with film stocks often, or no, they keep coming out with new camera models. So on the front of the cover, it, it says, um, "Yeah, there's there's a list of what's in this issue. The first the first one is Kodiak introduces the new Pocket Instamatic 200, and then new photo craze. Then the third one is Kodiak introduces the new Pocket Instamatic 500, <laughs> making the 200 obsolete. And then down the page a little further, Kodiak introduces the new Pocket Instamatic 1000. Uh, he sent some slides of Rome." A Those are stock uh, photography. Wow. Oh yeah, wow. you can, look at that. Years ago, you could so you bu- lie about. You a could just buy you like had. that's awesome. Want to see the slides of the Vatican I shot? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Leslie, um, let me ask you a question. Yes. Years ago, you'd buy these in the gift shop. Did any families try to pass these off as stuff they shot for oh, their yeah. like? Why, why would they be stock shots of Rome and the Vatican? Dude, my because wife tries to pass off food that we get from like Whole Foods as her own cooking. Why wouldn't people do that? <laughs> pass no, that off as her own this. vacation. Mom bought him because Dad was a lousy photographer, even though he spent uh. $500 on that camera. She knew he wasn't going to get it, so she would buy these. Or they just wouldn't want to mess with it. And sometimes when I get people's slides in... Yep. To convert to digital, there'll be some of these tucked in there. Seriously. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Up. Liars. Yeah. Film liars. Get one and oh, John, you're really over the top today. <laughs> I just had like half a case of Tim Tams. My eyeballs are just about being held into my head. They were, of course, professionally done. Then, then, all right, all right, all right, all right. And then mass duplicated. All right, what were these, Leslie? They were professionally done. Uh, then mass, just mass duplicated. So you could buy a pack of 60s of the Vatican. Yep, exactly. Rome. And this says on Kodak film, so this would have been on uh, ectochrome. Which is why it's orange. Which is why it's magenta. Yes, exactly. A lot of times, though, these were done on maybe an Agva stock, too. Right. Which, you know, just shifted about the same way. But this box is marked $1. Wow. You know, you would go in and there would be that little turret on there, mm-hmm. and you'd look at all yep. the little slides available, and you yeah. always assumed they were all red and faded because they were, you know, old. Owen oh, Kelly sent this. He also sent a, oh, a film shield. Film oh, shield if you're going through airports. Yes. Oh, now that, that could come in There's handy. A super version. Wow. Now, what he didn't send was the clip. It's usually a plastic clip because you have to fold it, and then you slide the clip across. Do you have a need for that? You're going to Nam. I'm going to Cal. I'm going to Nam. <laughs> well, wait, I'm, came I'm bringing up. some 32 Well, yeah. Oh, he you needs know, it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah if you're bringing the 32, do it. This we just talked about these on the last episode, and I brought mine. Oh, what do you got? So this is my lead-lined film bag. Okay, so these guys quiet down for a second. What is it you have, and what is it all about there, Mark? This is my fancy X-ray security X-ray film protection bag. What is it? What does it do? What is it for? So this is if you're putting, if you know, if you're carrying film with you through an airport, and you have to go through security and X-rays and that sort of thing. Do they ever open it up? Yeah, I guess they look at it. See, sometimes that gets them to open it up, and that's the point. Get a hand inspection. 
Yeah. Well, and actually, this one, uh, um, I just flew a couple times with this last week, and as I was coming through, my bag was on the x-ray machine, and he actually said, is that a bag of film you've got there? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay, and he just waved it through. So mm. he recognized that there was a big black Blob. square that, you know, um, so it still went through the x-ray. But interestingly, I'm, gonna, I'm doing an experiment here. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I have two identical rolls of film. One of them I've been carrying in this bag, and one of them I'm just carrying on the outside pouch of my uh. shoulder bag, which I've gone through x-rays a few times with. What speed? It's 400 Fuji Superior 400 Super Fresh, brand new stuff. Um, so I've already, I've developed the stuff that was x-ray shielded, but I'm going to let the other one get x-rayed a couple more times, and then I'll develop that one, and we'll see what... Hmm. See if there's any difference. X-ray is cumulative. Right, yeah. Higher speed, always more of a problem. And they say it doesn't hurt, so I look forward to seeing it. I'm curious to see if I get any little pinpricks. I didn't have any fresh 32... Or 16 to, to run through. The, the four was the fastest I had. But oh. Well, that's pretty. <laughs> and you do this, you, you're doing tests specifically sending film through to the airport, through the airport? Yeah, I've been carrying a, a roll of film in this bag and a roll of film just in the outside pouch of my shoulder bag, which is getting full x-rays. And I'll see if there's any any, any spots that's on it. That's a good, good And test. the two rolls came from the same batch, the same everything. So, so it's all domestic rollers. or domestic and international? The last Rolling. one was international. That's the excellent. current one's domestic. Excellent test. Yeah. Look at that. What is that? H.R. Geiger? Oh, nice. <laughs> That's just what I do. When will, you have, when, <laughs> yeah. when will this test be concluded? Uh, when we get back from NAM, actually. I'll, I'll, uh, Going to NAM. I'll uh, develop it up. Uh, John. John, just calm down there. <laughs> NAM. Association no. of Music Makers? It doesn't mean anything, actually. No. It means NAM, mother. It's just a, it used to it used to be an acronym for something, but now it's basically just the worldwide National American trade show. Music Marketers. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was the originally the National Association of Music Merchants, but that was a hundred years ago. Ah, uh, no passport required. Nope, Anaheim, California, California, yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, Owen, thank you for the package. Uh, thank yeah. you for the gas mask holder, the Mad Magazine, and the Polaroid. I call this. Uh, the whale. the whale. Yeah, it is. Totally. It's like a, a one-step 600, but it's like... It's so ugly. It's so... Ergonomic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a AMC pacer. Or yeah, it's true. Of cameras. Or a shaved alien. And uh, there was film in it, and the film works. Put some googly eyes on the front. Uh, yeah, you should put some googly <laughs> eyes. They're on the side. That's the good stuff. Right back, right after this. Okay. Hey, this is Michael Rosso, host of the Film Photography Podcast, and a huge thank you to folks out there who have donated to the FPP over the last few months or year. All of us here at the Film Photography Podcast are volunteers, and that's why we ask you to donate. If you love the FPP and really dig the podcast and continued blogs, videos, then please consider donating to the Film Photography Project, and you could do so very easily by either finding a camera, a film camera that works, and consider donating it to the show. Do you have any excess film that you're not shooting? Or if you can make a contribution, you can easily do that on the FPP Film Photography Project site and click Donate. Everything that's received is used for the Film Photography Project and its podcast for our monthly giveaways and any monies that are made in the FPP store just fuel the podcast. Let's keep these shoes going. The Film Photography Podcast. It's here for you. Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back. Uh, here's a letter from Andrew. 
Andrew says, happy holidays, eh? I've been listening to the shoe since episode eight or thereabouts. Both me and my wife, Georgette, shoot film. I actually proposed to my wife using a Polaroid, using impossible film, while on a gondola boat in Vegas. Who says, um. who says romance is dead? <laughs> hey, film and romance are not dead. She likes her Holgas and SX-70s, and I like my old 120 TLRs, box cameras, Dianas, and pack film cameras. That being said, I have a wee bit of gas. Here are a few extra cameras that I don't need that you can give away, sell, whatever. What? As far as I know, everything is in working order, except for the disc film camera that needs a new battery. What? Ah, the disc camera batteries. There is a double click in I'm the color. Fist. There is a double <laughs> click in the color pack, and you will have to reattach the rubber eye cup that is inside the camera. What? I've gotten good at dremeling. You're a dremel guy. Oh, I'm a big dremeler. I've gotten good at dremeling the 120 film to fit into old 620s. Mm. Anyway, I'm sure someone will enjoy the cameras. Uh, thanks much. P.S. Yes. Did you know that a uh, that a pack of Fuji FP100C is ten dollars in the states and thirty dollars in Canada? What is that right? Do you have any shipping tips for instant pack film in freezing winter months? The last thing I want is is film to be sitting outside in minus twenty degrees Celsius weather while I'm at work. Well, if someone's shipping stuff back and forth, how, how long is it actually in the cold? Cold. Well, it could yeah. have, 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 yeah, yeah, all day. Watch yeah. the weather and try to get it above freezing. I don't know. Matt, you okay? You're just going to chill? Okay. He's watching his giant television. Yeah, these original Tim Tams are... are yes. Uh, John and I want to just say on the air, the original Tim Tams are amazing. What did we have? The dark chocolate? Dark chocolate. Oh, way chocolate. better than the dark chocolate. Why are these, why these were better? Take a bite. These are like creamy. Milky. Take a bite and you'll yeah, see. Creamy, milky. We received uh, more than one letter asking us, why don't we ever cover point-and-shoot cameras? And I think that's a excellent, excellent observation. We have been ignoring point-and-shoot cameras. We really haven't given them that much love. They get just discarded or thrown in our bags. We don't think too much about it. That's the point. Flipped over at the flea markets. Like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about Dane. He's got a massive collection over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. He brought all of them. And uh, Leslie brought in a camera as well. Do you want to lead off? I brought actually one of my all-time <laughs> favorite point-and-shoots. Mm-hmm. It's the Olympus Stylus. Yes, yes. Stylus uh, came out in 1991. The Olympus was a fantastic little camera. It's a 3.5 lens, not ultra speedy, <laughs> but it was autofocus. And the one thing I think that was a little different, this is a very well-made camera, even down to, of course, with Olympus, with the wave design, because Ooh, it had to look yeah. good as well as shoot good. Oh, yeah. And this will focus down to 13 and a quarter inches. Mm-hmm. A lot of point-and-shoot cameras have that three foot, four feet. And then they won't let you on. take a picture at all. No, It'll just, just be like, sorry, up. sorry. Exactly. Nope. Fantastic little workhorse. The problem a lot of people didn't like about them was if you did not like to shoot with the flash, of course, you can turn it off. But the second you flip the cover shut, it reset it. it. It reset each time. Yep. So very sharp lens. It does have a limit of one fifteenth of a second. Doesn't stay open any longer than um. that. DX coded. All the lovely little film and uh, or I'm sorry, flash choices that you want. Uh, came a retail for hundred and thirty dollars when it first came out. Yow. And now it's selling price. <laughs> That's a lot. $3 at your local Goodwill. But I always considered these a multiple sale camera when I sold them because people literally wore them out and they Mm. wanted another one. Really? I had a teacher that went through six of these. She was an elementary art teacher. It was in her pocket every day. She literally wore the the name off the cover. It's a clamshell design, Uh, an upgraded version, really, of the XAs. 
Is that right? And then became and went on to become the father camera of the entire stylus line, which is still, the name is still used today in the digital world now, for Olympus. This came out before the quote-unquote Epic? Yes. The Epic was just had was faster, right? The Epic's faster, a little more stylish and design squared off. I think a tiny bit smaller, too, the Epic. <laughs> was it so, smaller than that? Really? I think so. Hmm. Um, the Epic is just really tiny, and the Epic... Being the two eight lens, so but uh, now, is that an epic yeah. or epic zoom? Oh, it's zoom. Epic zoom. Yeah, right. <clears throat> so this so. there was a family of Olympic stylus. Oh, yes. Oh yeah. It has this nice long neck strap on it. That if you wanted to, you could measure off about thirteen and a half inches on it. Yep. And oh, then you would always know oh, your minimum oh, focus. Yes. You wouldn't have to guess. It's a little sliding thing on it. That's amazing. So, you could focus in that close. Yeah. Thirteen. You're so smart, Leslie. (laughs) I research well. So anyway, that's a stylus. It's always been one of my favorites. I remember when they hit their million camera mark, there was a big campaign over it. Really? The one that I have today happens to be, instead of printed in silver, it's printed in gold, and it's simply because it's a court court state version. They did also offer, I believe, the straight stylus with a panorama version, too, which was simply a crop technique, Mm. not any wider. So... That's the Olympus Stylus. Love it. Fantastic camera. And you can buy it today for less than a cost of a Ooh. roll of film. And have you ever heard anybody badmouth an Olympic Stylus? No. Ever? Except Olympus. for the default feature of the flash. Setting it and then have to reset right. it each time you open it up. But no. Oh, so oh you can shut right. the flash off. Yeah. Yes. To, oh, and then when you turn the camera it off and back it's on again. pain in the butt. <laughs> Uh, Dane, you have a plethora. Yeah, well, the the, 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 the funniest thing about <clears throat> well, you love point and shoots. I do because have to have in a in a point and shoot is it's got to be quick, like a quick load flash. Mm-hmm. It's it's got to be autofocus. Auto, and it's got to be two bucks. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> usual. That's the easiest part. But uh, two fifty if there's already a roll of film in it. That's right. <laughs> the interesting thing about these is whenever Rasso first came to the smooth sailors things yes. uh, back, and he'd bring a box of these old can- cameras that we were all like what is that what is that I went on this flicker to like see them and they were all like blown out with all kinds of cool like just all kinds of manipulated oh the streaky trail, light trails, trails and yeah. all this and I looked on his you know he always puts of course what camera it is and whatever and it, and it was, was one it was an Olympus stylus I think you had yeah, one yeah. so I went out and right away I went on eBay and this is probably my second like film camera ever to buy I went out and found two for four dollars or something nice you know and uh got them right away and then john showed me that how you do that where you set 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 the flash setting to uh the nighttime setting yeah the little moon with the star and i and that's because then you get what is it you get the flash and then it stays open the lens stays open yeah right shutter stays open open. immediately that was the first thing i did is take every picture on the roll with that and it was awesome it was working perfect all those tricks i was getting it right away so i was sold from right right then on the point and shoots so anytime i ever see an olympus stylus i i always uh i have to snatch it up or mark i think you've given me two or three of them these on this table mark's like this is when I buy buckets of cameras. Another great one is the Acura Zoom 80. Oh. Acura? It's ready to go quick. See this? It's Look got the that. nice zoom on it. What is that? What does the lens go to? It goes to uh, it goes to 11. 80. <laughs> it goes to 11. <laughs> now where did you find this? I think this was one of his boxes where he. He, you came across it. Uh, Mark gets the, when he was buying boxes of cameras, he'd, be, he'd pull them all out, and he had I'd, no interest. And he'd be like, "Hey, no, take I, one. What do you want? One of these?" And I'm like, "Oh, hey." As, as you guys know, I, I literally have green 
plastic recycling bins at the studio Full that I just throw cameras shoots. like this in. Uh, Leslie, where does this Olympus fit into the, like, it's an Olympus, but yeah. is this like, do they, do they like license that out for some other company, some no. junk company made it for them? No. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. That I can Stolen tell you. Outright. No. Olympus does not do that kind no. of sheesh. Only, we'll get to that a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. Want me to hold off that question? No. Okay. Mike, you want Keep pushing. <laughs> I'm drinking decaf. <laughs> oh. Must be the coconut oil. It takes. No, it's the Tim's, I'm telling you. It's still Japanese. They're loaded with sugar? Yep, still yes. Japanese made. Mm-hmm. So it takes great shots, though. Oh, it does. It's, it re- oh. It, I was using this. Uh, yeah, I've got some up on the flicker. But it takes great shots. You should tag them. I, yeah, I think I did. <laughs> I was going to turn. I immediately turned to Mark. I wouldn't be able to find them. <laughs> no, you would have to look through my, my uh, it would be like uh, O-L-M underscore. A-C-C- oh, the name of the file. Yeah, underscore yeah. O-1-0-3-20. Yeah. So it's tough to read through that. I got to get on that old uh, tagging business. But anyway, so that that's all the Olympus ones I've I've had. I, I love all the Olympus ones. but The Olympi. Olympi. Yeah, Ooh, nice. You're Olympi. But, uh, Any more Olympi over there? Olympi. But I figured, I had no more Olympi. I brought Olympire. these three Olympus. I did bring, like, I think... When I, one of my other favorite cameras of all times is the, the Konica. Is it the CS2? Konica? No, shoot. I is that a rangefinder or the point what shoot? Is the, no, not the AF one. What is the, what is the silver one? That's, I, that's my favorite. Why am I? C35? C35. Yeah. Yeah. That was like, that's like my favorite, you know, one range, the one where you have to actual focus. What you've got in your hand. Oh, this is C35. This is the, <laughs> a, this is the C35 AF2. Oh. So this one's got uh, this one's this one's a point and shoot, though. That can focus yeah, on two things. Watch, it, it actually, I've had this on one of the other shows. It actually focuses. Right when you hit the button. Is there a film in there? No. Wow. Oh. I don't think so. It's a procrastination no. camera. So this one's also a... I'll focus later. This one's one you can take to the beach. You can do whatever you Have want you? with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to blow it out with sand and all that kind of thing. But it's, uh, it takes insanely sharp shots. You don't it have does. to think. It's, it's got everything's built in. It's all autofocus. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Yep, all auto. And it uses the... I guess it's the, you know it's, it's doing... See, I didn't look it up, but it's got the two... Uh, yep, so the... So kind of something, something in there is thinking... Oh, like it's that. a machine in there. It's a capacitor. It's got a resistor robot. and a capacitor it's in there. It's actually a DeLorean. No. <laughs> it is. So, uh, okay, so that's that's a great CSC-35. Another uh, classic point shoot, the uh, Kenichi one he found in a, oh. a shoebox somewhere next to some... some uh, what was it? Some no dos and a, an old yoo-hoo or something. <laughs> no, an, an empty <laughs> bottle of soy sauce. <laughs> postcard of a kitten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some old, some old train tickets. Some like, you know. know. Oh, but this one takes also takes great shots. And the nice thing about these earlier ones is you have the manual rewind. That's the other oh, thing. So when you want to get funky, when you want to get funky, you can you know you can just shoot a bunch, nice. rewind it, shoot a bunch, rewind it, and do a bunch of double exposures easily. Very film efficient. Things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Very film efficient. <laughs> I, do, I run some through. That's the other yeah, thing I like to do with these. Is I, I'll start. He's recycling. I start in one camera and then I move it into another camera. Run, a, run the whole thing again. Hmm. Take that out. Run in another camera. Well, oh what keeps you excited? Like, I, I, I have a hard time gathering up enthusiasm to spend time shooting with a point and shoot camera. That's the point. Is you don't. I don't have to because it's always you just have one on you all the time, okay. so it's always there and it does. You don't have to think about it. Do so. you rotate through? Like you'll use one for a while, put it aside, grab a oh, new yeah. one. Yep, totally. I'll 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 do the. Uh, it all depends on the, when you kind of like when you're walking out that day. You walk yeah, over yeah, the yeah, shelf. Yeah. You're like, you know what? I haven't shot with that. I like the old casino man. I get that one out. John but uses if, you know, John uses a lot of Tim Tams. That's how he gets excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and then the last. Oh, then I've, of course I brought the uh, the Lomo. Fish eye, which is just another great one. It's, this is yes. great for like I, when you're going out to parties and stuff because you can just walk up to people. And yeah, 
yeah, you know. and you can get really close with that. Oh yeah, I mean you touch practically, yeah. I and mean, it, it looks the closer the better. Because I have uh, you know. there's a crazy picture of uh, Alan where he has these crazy. giant oh, glasses, yeah. and the lens was actually leaning against his glasses when I took it, and it looks like oh, he's God. wearing like these That's giant right. novelty eighties glasses. Yep. Crazy. And and your Lakers here. Oh, we'll see now. These I brought. These <laughs> actually, since it was a party, yeah, I actually brought. These are these party are cameras. these are gifts. Oh. Basketball. Where'd football. You get these? On eBay, I was gonna, and then uh, it's called Hello. And this one, the, you're you, since you're the golf guy, I think you get you get the golf ball. <laughs> since I know he loves golf, since he drives a golf. Yeah, that. still got the instructions in it. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Cool. So with these, made in China. Classic. It was, uh, you know, you're doing the whole like, see what you're on eBay doing the let's see what's ending in the next the hour. Hot shoe, hot yes, shoe they is do. pretty cool. Yeah, this yeah. is a screen. And the last one for a point and shoot stuff I have is I always like to take a really old Wind camera, Pro. like the WinPro 35. I don't know, this one's extruded plastic or whatever it is. Uh, these I pretty much just always leave on time, and you just and you I do. and I'll carry a flash with me. Now, so, oh, the WinPro that looks much older than everything else you've been. Oh, on. I'd say so. We talked about this one. A yeah, we while did. Ago, so. Yeah. Oh, you this has been on the so shoe before? Yeah. yeah. So this does have film. So let's do. I'm a shoot you mark. Know, hey, when we come back, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Not only is a 35mm Olympus Infinity totally autofocus, auto quick flash, auto everything, it's also totally weatherproof. The Olympus Infinity. Absolutely great pictures, absolutely no hassles. Hey guys. Hey, what's going on, hey. Mike? You know, uh, Leslie, uh, you came up with this word, and I think it's true. The FPP is somewhat of a film boutique these days. It is a boutique, otherwise known <laughs> as a boutique in Ohio. <laughs> and it kind of just happened by chance. I started getting very interested in unusual 35-millimeter film, film that's not available in cartridges, film that's only available on bulk, big reels, which there is sort of like, a, you know, there's a buzz on the Internet. There's a circle on the Internet of uh, men and women who roll their own film. I have to tell you, like me, most people don't. Till now. Well, till... <laughs> I mean, most people don't. I did, and I was scared of the whole process. Mm. But I've conquered that. I've mastered the art of rolling film into cartridges. <laughs> so you can play them in your 35-millimeter <laughs> camera. Yeah. Feed your camera. It's yeah, film. you can feed your camera. And that opens up a whole new world because most of the bulk loading is going on in little film communities like apug.org. People are talking about it, but they're not really offered. No one's really carrying it and offering it on a wider scale. Right. Yeah. So if you do not have the time, you know, or interest in rolling your own, the Film Photography Podcast Store, which is filmphotographystore.com in 35mm, if you click on 35mm, you'll see an unusual variety of films that we are hand-rolling, and it's pretty cool. There are some amazing stocks out there for film stock. Stocks that will, like, <sighs> blow your mind, like with... <laughs> ISOs of like 0.06. That's uh, uh, Kodak Rapid Copy Film. 0.06. Insane. Something like the Fuji It, which is IT-N. It's a cop- another copy film. It's C41. I believe it has an ISO of it's 20. I think it's unique that you can get black and white film that's green. Oh, the black and white and black film, and white that's, film green. that's red. Yeah, some, some of the films have an unusual U to them. Some are very thin, uh, like the Polypan F. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a silky smooth, dreamy mm, black and white film from Germany. And use when you it and get it, a glow. Yeah, you get, get your glow on. As of late, the newest is, of course, uh, exploring the Eastman Kodak motion picture line of films. Mm-hmm. Like the Eastman Double X. Yeah. 
And this is an awesome film because it's rich and it's bold. Large tonal range. Large tonal range. Yeah. Tonal range. Mm-hmm. This is one of the exciting films in the uh, hand-rolled FPP film, Boutique. What are you saying, Boutique? What does that mean? Boutique. Boutique. Darn Jersey accent. That's what uh, Track used to call a record store. Like, let's go down to... Because it was so called like record boutique. He's like, let's go down to the Boutique. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like Tracky all the way. But uh, folks out there listening, we ship internationally. I would love to ship you some, some fresh, unusual film. Uh, for you to try in your 35mm camera. Mm-hmm. We're here to support you and help you out, so if you have any questions about it, we're going to do our best. I'm stumbling through it myself to process you know, process the black and white. Mm. And uh, the color, we could send right over to our good friends at thedarkroom.com. Thanks, and filmphotographystore.com. Hey, we're back. Hey, uh, hey Mark, what's been, what's been going on? I know you guys have been talking on a break. What's going on at the store? Metropolis Music. Any strange stuff been going on? People coming in, strange accents, people bringing you boxes of cameras. Anything strange? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fishing for a particular episode here? Or what's no, I'm just a little curious. Anything? No, I had, I had somebody give me a, uh, an Akai S1000 KB. What's that? What? It's a, it's a classic sampler. SKB 1000? The Kai. That's <laughs> another 19 Any Anytime you get a piece of music equipment that has a Kai written on it, you oh, know yeah. it's something you gotta keep it. Yes. yes. Right. Something classic. So. But uh, no, 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 huh? no new cameras, no, nothing okay. much recently. Oh. What about the, uh, the, the, what about that great package you got at the studio last week? All right, let's pause for a second here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Wait, 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 why do we have to pause? Oh, we did it. Because <laughs> I don't know if you want to, if we want to talk about this on the episode, because I'm annoyed. This is not the Nikon F. This yes. is the Nikon F. Oh, how, how are you annoyed? All right. <clears throat> okay, he has to give it back. Here, put uh, it again. Oh, yeah. Send it back to me. Okay, we'll rewind. <laughs> As you may recall, yes. part one of our episode, part one of our story was uh, I got this Nikon F kit in the mail, simply addressed to Metro Music mm-hmm. at the studio, which no one has the studio address. The day after Christmas, or a couple days after Christmas, I went by the studio, and uh, Tony said, "Hey, I got a package for you," <laughs> yep. and he hands it to me, and it's addressed to <laughs> Metro Music. <laughs> Care of Tommaso, our new tenant. Oh. I didn't see any of that care of on the, on the package. I'm not on the first one. It didn't say that. So I called Tommaso. I said, this is the only time I've ever seen anyone write Metro music. Oh, I said, were dear. you expecting a Nikon F? He said, oh, yeah. I was waiting for that a couple oh, weeks ago. Oh, Damn it. At least you got a few weeks use out of it. Taking it I home. Sleeping no. with it. <laughs> I didn't even put a roll. All I did with that camera was disassemble it, rebuild it, get it working perfectly, oh. and put it back together. No. Did you tell him? I didn't even get a chance to put a roll of film. No. Yeah, I told him. I fixed it up for him. But oh, I have wow. that. so disappointed. Give me things. Why was he expecting a Nikon F? He bought it on eBay. Oh. Is he Metro He's music? Oh. No, no, because because he, he was shipping it to my studio, so he put Metro Music on it. Who's so. Tommaso? He's, he's the new guy in front. New, guy you, front he will kid. probably end up on the show at some point, yeah, or, or alternative all, cinema. Yeah. He's a Tiny video. Guy. He's he has a rental business, right? Well, but that's that's like his documentaries and things like that. Uh, you know, a uh, uh, FPP listening hero. Ooh. His name is Matt Ayers. Yes. Do you, do we know Matt? We hey know Matt, Matt, do we know Matt? How do we know Matt? Okay. He's not appeared at a FPP meetup, has he? I'm mentioning him because he is a real friend to FPP. Well, why don't we look at his return address label and see where he's from? He's from... Oh. He is from... Uh, okay. <laughs> Danville, Ohio. Okay. Oh. So, yeah, he's close. Not too yeah. far from you, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We're talking about... It's in Ohio, right? Auto... We're talking about point-and-shoot Auto. Cameras. Let's give away some point-and-shoots. Let's awesome. do it. And Matt has been a super friend of FPP, sending us boxes upon boxes. Oh, that's amazing. And Matt, you're a real trooper, because it takes us months 
to get to them. Yeah. Got a screwdriver. So we have a Canon ML. We're going to be giving this away this show. First ever FPP point and shoot giveaway. Awesome. Because we've always, like, it's been the redheaded stepchild. Yeah. Ansco oh, Vision Love Autofocus. It. Love it. Love it. Ansco. Written with the Footloose font. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is the Footloose <laughs> font. <laughs> We have, we'll see that. <laughs> we have a Lexus no. 35mm oh camera Ooh. that has a hot shoe. That's about as, that's like, that's pretty much this baseball camera. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Do you have some double A's? Uh, double A's, yes. Phil Flash. Phil who? Uh, an Ansco Crack em, uh, Autofocus yeah. 735. Yep. Look at this. That's, the, that's their version of this, too. Oh, mm-hmm. you know. Look yeah. at that. Uh, oh, look at that. Only reason I know this is because Mark's got a, the same box that some of these came out of had all these in it kind Acer. of thing. And the N- Ooh, NIB Acer. new in There's box. There's your Acer. A- Acer A. NIB. Oh, look at that! You got it going, huh? It sounds right to me. Ah, uh, too fast. Look at that! Brand new. Brand, Brand new. new. Jeez. Look at that cover too. Wow, that thing must weigh a ton. That's a stocking stuffer. <laughs> really. Isn't it? This is a real piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to That's, it. Uh, yeah, you know so. what? Put a roll of film in it, shoot it in That's average right. light, and you'll never know the difference. That's it's right. got some weight to it. Feel that. Oh, it's like yeah. got a lead bar on the side. <sighs> So oh, yeah, that's metal. Really nice. Yeah. If you go to filmphotographyproject.com, click giveaways for this week. Ooh, it's it, no, that's if you're in British Columbia. You <laughs> will win. You will win one of these point-and-shoot cameras. You know, it's a, it's a grab bag, so, you know, we're just going to randomly... What yeah, whatever you get. You get what you get, and you don't get upset. Someone but, had like ooh, a... Ooh, you got to get it on a bumper like sticker. A, like, like a ghetto lens cap. Yeah. Tattooed on your wife. Says. That is. Like <laughs> you know. Son of a... But I have to tell you, it's not bad keeping these like in your bag. No. No. All, you know, just keep it in your bag at all times. <laughs> you drop it, it gets wet or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Run over to Goodwill oh. and plunk down another three bucks and get a replacement. That's right. That's right. There's, a, there's a, a string of thrift stores I go to, and I just they always have 20 of these things. And anytime I yep. see one with a roll of film, I buy it. So that's why I end up with something. Of them. But for two bucks, finish off an old roll of Kodak yeah. 200. You ever find anything surprising on those rolls oh, of film? I, I wish. You guys. No. no, I just yeah, had. A, I no. just put up a, a bunch of like mid 90s graduation pictures on my photo stream mm. recently, and I, I never get anything too exciting. Thanks for bringing down the show. Mark. I know. Sorry. <laughs> we're, we're all getting amped. Uh, Matt says, uh, "I love the podcast. I plan on going to the FPP walking workshop. Good luck and take care." Matt, were you there? When was this letter from? <laughs> Matt, were you there or were you not there? That would have been March. If you were there, yes. then we're embarrassed because we don't remember your face. <laughs> if you were. <laughs> maybe he was slated to come but just didn't, didn't show up. It's possible. Maybe, there were maybe, maybe you're just. Look on the maybe flip. Go, go, to the, to the go through the flicker stream. I know. Well, look at the pictures. Actually, I just have campfire. to go to the registration page and figure it out. Do it. <laughs> there was no. Sean, oh. there was no campfire oh. at the FPP Walking Workshop. Oh, we'll find out when Where I was get back to my room oh. tonight. Wow. It's on my computer. Oh, we're going to find out. We're going to get to the bottom out. of this map. But anyhow, you're a great friend to FPP. Yes. And it's greatly appreciated of you sending this in our first ever point-and-shoot giveaway. <laughs> Hopefully we get enough entries for the number of cameras that we have. Oh, look at this. Ooh, the split, split cam. cam. Oh, oh the now I'm interested. In Image world. fusion, it says. Oh, it's the same person frame, that had this. You shoot the other half, and then... Oh, that oh, is God, cool. Quarters. Quarters, even. Because you can do a top oh, half, like left half. Yeah. Oh, my God. You can do a bunch do? of black You squares. start <laughs> mixing cameras, and you forget what you're doing. This is cool. I want one of these. You can borrow it and shoot with it? Do you really interested in that? Because you can do top half, bottom half. What's with the Velcro on the front? (laughs) Hey, and that's it for this show. What show? Yeah. 
Really? You know, I have to tell you guys, these are one of these shows, it's a show frenzy, where by the end of the show, not like months I have no idea what we talked about. I know. Talked about uh, Dane's cameras. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dane. Dane who? Who? Dane was here? I wasn't here. Oh, yeah, we were going to do oral film on that one. What Dane? That'll come up with Hey, we'll be back in two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And uh, we're going to go out. We'll outro with a a cut from Darren Riley. (laughs) 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 Ballard. (laughs) It sounds familiar. You heard it last week. (laughs) Where can you get his stuff? I always just Google Ballard Pop Music. Mm-hmm. Is he on iTunes? Put on camp. Imagine a world where no one ever worked for a living. All they do is play. Living for the day. Take a walk in the park. Get a haircut from your robot barber. Play some hover ball up against the hover wall. Oh, what a thing to aspire to. Oh, what a beautiful dream. Automation's killing me. at home on the smartest phones A man in a factory with an over-involved index finger Pushes just one switch And you think your job's a bitch Oh What a thing to aspire to Oh, what a beautiful dream